0: Our minds are so powerful that what we focus on reverberates through every aspect of our lives. So why not see what happens when we put our attention on all the good things people are doing? Join me for the good with Teresa G. As we start a ripple effect by focusing on all the greatness in the world. Chantal Plamondon is the co-owner and co-founder of Life Without Plastic with business partner Jay Sinha. Chantal and Jay are activists for A Plastic-Free Planet and are working hard to bring us all safe, high-quality, ethically sourced, and earth-friendly alternatives to plastic products. They are also committed to raising awareness about plastic issues by providing solid science and experience-based information by showing people one person at a time the beauty and simplicity of life without plastic. Welcome Chantal. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, I'm excited to have you here. I, I wanted to have you on the show because my family and I um, just started our plastic-free journey, and your book, Life Without Plastic, was one of our first purchases. So I'm super excited to have you here today.
1: Oh, great. I'm so happy you're starting on that journey.
0: Yes, it is it is quite the journey because I had never noticed how much plastic, uh, you know, that there's plastic everywhere. <laughs> Um, so what inspired you and Jay's mission to start to start working towards a life without plastic and help others do the same?
1: Well, it started um, many years ago, uh, 12 or 13 years ago, when um, my son was really small. And my first concern was really about the dangers of plastic. Um, the uh, concern for the environment came, you know, a little bit later when I started reading about all the the damage that plastics are doing in our oceans and in our environment, But at the time, um, I was really concerned with all the chemical additives that um, plastic manufacturing companies add to plastics to give it its, um, its various properties. So there are like hundreds of additives that can be put in one single plastic item. Uh, there are flame retardants. There are uh, phthalates, which can act as hormone disruptor. There are colors. Um, there are sometimes some heavy metals. And um, I was reading about all those additives that are not really stable in the plastic. And because my son was small and he was eating from plastic dishes and then playing with plastic toys and putting it in his mouth and so um, after reading about all these toxins in the things that he was so uh, in contact with every day, I, uh, I started to do my own research and trying to figure out which plastic was the safest and <laughs> realizing that none of them was really safe. Um, that was just um, a little bit of research that was starting not a lot had been done yet. It just wasn't on anyone's radar yet. Nobody was really concerned about plastic from the time. So I thought, I'm just going to not take a chance and try to find alternatives for him, find non-plastic uh, um, uh, utensils and plates, like metal plates, stainless steel plates, uh, for him to eat from. And uh, using like the problem with glass is that it breaks Right, a great alternative to plastic. Um, and for the toys, I was trying to focus on wooden toys or fabric toys or woolen things and, you know, natural uh, materials. So, um, so it was really him that kind of put me on that journey. My concern for his health. And then eventually realizing that I was not the only one. A lot of other parents were actually looking for alternatives and had a hard time finding them. And um, and then also eventually I realized how the the, the dangerous to the environment that plastic was posing. So so, but basically uh, at the very beginning I was offering mostly children's products, um, toys, and uh, uh, um, food containers, dishes. In the, in the very first iteration of our website when we started lifewithoutplastic.com, we had maybe. products and a lot of them were for children.
0: Uh, That's good because, you know, uh, I was just, we were just talking, I was just asking you, what about kid toys? Because I was just shopping this morning for a gift for a kid and I realized all of the options, most of them were plastic. So what do you tell people and what do you offer on your website?
1: Yeah, yeah. I know, like I used to walk the aisle of Toys R Us
0: and <laughs> like
1: being amazed at the amount of plastics. And, you know, the problem with toys is that not only are they plastics and they contain all the toxins I was talking about, but also they're not really recyclable because one um, important thing about recyclability of, of a product is that it needs to be just one plastic, one type of plastic. If you have many different types mixed together or many different components, so you can have maybe a little plastic truck that would have uh, little wheels that are made of a type 5 plastic and then the body of the truck is made of uh, number 7 plastic, right away you can't really recycle it because uh, at the sorting plant, they will just throw it out and send it to landfill. So a lot of toys are actually not recyclable, so that's a problem for the environment. They also contain all all kinds of toxins. Um, So what I would suggest is to really stick with the traditional toys from way back. I mean, books are always great and things made with paper, cardboard. You can buy little houses um, made of all cardboard. There's a lot of cardboard that's really made a comeback in the past few years with some very creative design firms creating toys out of cardboard. Um, There's also... um, you can find like pretend food, like little pizzas and sandwiches made of wool. Um, you can also uh, w- one thing that I used to really enjoy giving my son was anything that was like 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 things that I use in my daily life that he can use. So like a little brush, like a, a mini brush for for um, cleaning his desk or. A, a little set for making cookies or cakes um, you know like the kind of the, the child version of something that is useful for the adult and um, so, so the little cookie cutters were made of metal and um, you know the little um, brushes were made all of natural uh, components so so it, it, it does require a little bit more research but uh, it, it's really important for children to make the right choice when we pick the toys for them.
0: You know, I agree. And when I, uh, first became a parent, I was thinking, I'll just keep, uh, I just want all like wood toys. Cause my parents grew, you know, when we were being raised, we really didn't have any plastic toys. That's was one of my mom's right. things. She was very, um, earthy kind of mom. And so I thought that would be pretty easy, but then the gifts started rolling in.
1: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. That's, That's right. That's a good point. Uh, How do you tell your family that you don't want
0: any plastic toys?
1: (laughs) Because once the toy is in the hands of your kid, it's hard to take it away.
0: (laughs) Uh, I know. So did you deal with that at all?
1: Yes. Yes, for sure. I had to deal with that. Um, The thing is, you know, Giving always comes from a good place. When people give you toys, they always have all kinds of good intentions, and it's very delicate. You don't want to refuse a toy. that's the thing. Um, You don't want to refuse a gift, because that's very rude, and it it can really damage the relationship. So if the the toy is already there, um, it's too late. Um what you need to do is to prevent the toy from arriving in your house in the first place. So there's ways to send emails like if you organize a birthday party, you just send an email to everybody nobody's targeted and you just say what your preference is that um, you prefer no toys or if you absolutely want to give a toy um to to, to try to to you know give a toy made of natural, and materials and uh, you know, if when you're not sending it to one person but to many people at the same time, they don't feel targeted and they will most of the time comply with your request. Um, so, so it's always good to 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 tell people in advance or just opt for not asking them not to bring a toy or to give maybe a, a money donation instead of a toy or a contribute to a um, a, 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 a bigger gift that you would pick for the child something like that uh, uh, maybe a gift certificate might be a good idea also or just maybe creating if, if, if it's for a bigger event you might want to create a, a list in some registry where what you really want is there for them to choose so, so that limits the possibility of getting a non-wanted plastic uh, item
0: well, that is some, that's some great advice. Um, and I love that because I was today, I was just really stumped. I'm like there, I cannot believe how, you know, there really isn't that many options anymore of the wooden toys and things like that. So, um, okay. but I'm sure as the movement of life without plastic, um, t- t- gets more, uh, people behind it, more of those things will be offered just like your website. hmm Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think so. It's just the beginning. It's just the beginning. And in your new book, Life Without Plastic, you and Jay suggest starting with one change. Can you tell us more about that?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I think the idea when we say to start with one change is that it can be really overwhelming to live without plastic because, as you said, just shopping for a toy is a nightmare. Um, Everything around us as some plastic component. It's, um, I mean, not everything, but most of the things we use on a daily basis. And uh, just, just maybe uh, sitting, looking around your house, you might not realize that maybe your curtains are made of uh, synthetic fabric, made of nylon or polyester, which are all plastic uh, fibers. Um, it, it's really like our, our lives are really, um, <laughs> have been invaded for plastic, by plastics for for many years now. So, so to reverse that trend is kind of can be really overwhelming. Um, but there are plastics that tend to um, cause more harm than others, and they tend to be less recyclable, or they tend to accumulate more in wildlife. Uh, and maybe those are the ones that you should focus on. Um, and and so. So in, in our book, in chapter two, we talk about uh, the Pareto principle, where um, if if you look at maybe just twenty percent of your plastics, they can can actually cause eighty percent of pollution overall. Um, uh, for example, water bottles, plastic water bottles, the disposable ones, mm-hmm. and that's the main thing. It's like the, the problem with plastic is the single-use disposable. Um, because most of the other ones, they last for a long time. And in that sense, plastic can be a very useful material um, that has certain properties that you don't find in other materials. But using plastic just for a single use is, is, is not good for the environment, and it's, it's just not a good solution long-term for the, the well-being of our planet. So, like, toothbrushes, uh, razors. Um, uh, so coffee mugs, plastic bags. Uh, these are all things that we use almost on a daily basis that can easily be replaced with a, a non-plastic alternative, and just that can have a big impact. And I'm forgetting one important one: the straw. Um, that's if if you, if people could just eliminate the straw from their lives, that would remove. 500 million straws on a daily basis from going to the landfill or to the environment, in the environment, because straws are not recyclable and they're really kind of not that useful, really, and they only get used once.
0: Um, And it's just shocking when when you hear those numbers. It is shocking.
1: Mm -hmm. It is shocking. It's more than one straw per person in the United States. So um, so sometimes it's just like a small gesture, just one habit, and then eventually you can integrate another habit, uh, but you, you don't want to start with getting, like, ridding your entire house of plastics. It's just not, um, it's not convenient, it's discouraging, and it's, it, it, you know, it might not be the, the best way to, to attack the problem of plastics.
0: Yeah, and if you're ridding, you know, if you're ridding the whole house of the plastic, um, that's not necessarily the best thing, right? Because some of the things in the house that are plastic can be used for decades.
1: Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, you don't want to discard it. And now it becomes something that is in the environment or in the landfill when it could have had many more years of use. Absolutely.
0: Um, So, you know, a lot of people say, well, I recycle. So that is enough. Is recycling the only part of the solution regarding plastic pollution?
1: Um, I actually think that we should change our mindset about plastic recycling. I think the problem is that a lot of people think that because they recycle, that they're not part of the problem that it's the best solution to focus on recycling but there's two problems associated with recycling plastic recycling the first one is that as i explained before with toys some plastics are just not recyclable um or if you are going to convert them into a new product that is useful it uses so much energy that it's really not worth it so um, so, so that's the first problem. And the second problem is that plastic only gets downcycled, which means you can only recycle plastic generally one time, maybe a second time, rarely. But usually, after one or, or two times, then your plastic has to be discarded, sent to a landfill, or it will end up in the environment somewhere um, because. The, the quality of the plastic degrades over time and um, and there are certain uses that absolutely require virgin plastic like food packaging you want to, like, there are some requirements where especially um, such as hot food that um, a recycled plastic might might not be strong enough So, so you still are going to keep using fresh new plastics even if you do have some Uh, recycling done in your economy and then down the road you're kind of creating a secondary market for plastic which doesn't solve the problem at the base which is that we need to find a better product than plastic for many of the uses uh, on a daily basis especially for single use plastic the fact that it might be recyclable should not be the excuse for keeping using it Um, Overall, there's only nine percent of all plastics ever produced that have been recycled. So that means ninety-one percent are somewhere, you know, in on our planet mm-hmm. they still exist. They haven't disappeared, and so so that's why we need to look at new materials, new technology to 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 find a solution for those single-use uh, plastic or to just change our habits, change the way we. We shop the way we buy our things. The way, um, you know, there has to be a big um, reflection about plastic and about um, changing our economy into an economy that reuses things and, you know, a more circular economy. And And plastic is not part of that.
0: As it is, as a designer who works on interiors that are safer, that I try to implement safer um, interior products for my clients. Um, I was just shocked to find out that a lot of the recycled, um, recycled, there'll be recycled plastic flooring products or whatever they are. They off gas at a, at a really high amount. And it's actually a more toxic product, product than the, um, the unrecycled plastics. So that's when I sort of recognized that Recycling plastic might not be a good answer because it's actually creating more toxins and s- with some of the plastics.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's almost like you need to add more of other chemicals to make it more stable to bring the same quality as the virgin plastic, which, as you say, doesn't solve the problem. Mm-hmm. It
0: can you tell us a little bit about microplastics and what we can do to help reduce the microplastics in our everyday lives?
1: Absolutely. Um, microplastics, um, have, I think, have been a bit um, um, not focused on enough in the past few years. I think we, we've been focusing a lot on the bigger items, especially the plastic water bottles and um you know that, like, even the straws are getting a lot of attention, but not enough for microplastics. Microplastics are basically found. Um, what, what the main source of microplastics are the clothes that we wear. Um, the clothes that we wear, but also are uh, the curtains in our house, the, the carpet, the upholstered furniture. Um, like, a great majority of clothing. In the store, are made of synthetic fabric. It's it's now a big majority. It's actually really hard to find uh, a 100% natural fabric piece of clothes You might have 40% cotton, but then you have a 60% polyester, or there's a lot of blend in fabrics. And the problem is, whenever you have a synthetic fabric in your clothing, every time you wash it, it um, discharges about more than 10,000 microplastic particles in the wash water, every single wash. Um, so, and, and the problem with these microplastics is that they're not being cut by municipal filters. So, so they go down the drain and they end up in the rivers and in the waterways because they're, the filters are not um, fine enough to catch them. Um, and in fact, they've now reached our tap water. Um, I think it's something like 83% of all tap waters that have been tested in eight different countries in the world have some microplastics in the water. Uh, I can get you that statistic exactly. I, I, I don't have the exact number at this point, but it's something in, 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 around there, like more than 80% of tap water that's using plastic. And it's about the same... In bottled water, so the, so you're not safer by buying bottled water. They also contain a lot of microplastics. So so we can see that those microplastics have have invaded our food chain, and they they're getting also eaten by little planktons.
0: And that's what got me is when I um, found out that that when uh, researchers are picking up to study plankton, they're getting plankton samples and. Then a large amount of the sample is uh, plastic. That really, 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 really yeah. bothered me.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because uh, yeah, the so, 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 so the source of those microplastics can be the clothing. It can also be just plastic degrading with you know in the environment, and then the plankton eating those little bits of plastics. And yes, there are many um, evidence that. A lot of planktons have, are, have have some plastics in their in their bodies, um, and then the planktons get eaten by you know other bigger fishes, and so so they all end up in our bodies. So so in in terms of microplastics, there's so, you know if if people were a little bit more uh, mindful of the material that goes in in their clothes, uh, trying to avoid. Uh, any synthetic um, fiber, such as polyester, nylon, uh, acrylic. Um, there's a few more that, um, that 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 can be avoided, and replace them with either cotton, linen, hemp, uh, wool. All of these are natural fabrics that just go back to, to Mother Earth after they've. Uh, Been washed, you know, like if, if, if they, they, I mean, those fibers will also go down the drain, but they just disintegrate uh, naturally because they're all natural. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's there's also microplastics in beauty products like um, scrub creams and uh, some shampoos contain. Some um, toothpaste as well, contains some like microbeads of plastic.
0: I was reading that in your book about the. You were talking about a dentist who was noticing all these plastic beads stuck in people's mouths. Yes,
1: yes, I know. Yeah, it's that dentist that really started that whole movement of awareness about those microbeads. Yeah, I was wondering what is that. <laughs> <laughs> no. And so, but fortunately, a lot of countries around the world are now uh, taking measures to ban those microbes from consumer products. So, so that's one big battle that is, uh, has been won. Like, it, it, we're on the right track for that. And I think manufacturers are understanding that it is a problem, that it was not a very smart choice. To to do that, and they are voluntarily also uh, replacing them with natural um, uh,
0: ingredients instead. I was really happy to yeah, read thing. that. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that, that, that was good news. Good. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh, plastic packaging is another issue, you know, because of the wor- now that we live in the world of Amazon ordering all the time and that things are packaged. It's one, it drives me nuts how people um, package things. So how can we reduce our consumption of things uh, packaged in plastic?
1: Yes. Um, that's, a, that's a big one. That's a big source of, of, um, of plastic pollution. Um, it's, uh, the thing is, I hate to say that at this point in time, the onus is on the consumer, but that's what it is right now. I think it should be manufacturers who are trying trying to find better packaging for their products so that we don't have to get rid of all that single-use pla- uh, plastic um, ourselves. I don't know if you've heard of plastic attacks. <laughs> they started in the UK, and what happens is it's a group that will go to us usually a grocery store and they will put all kinds of bins at the, just after the the cash registers, just after the cashers. Uh, they put these bins and they encourage the customer to remove the packaging, that, that the packaging that's completely useless, put it in the, these bins and then they return the bins to the grocery store. Mm. Just to create awareness about the fact that it, it, like it's like the grocery store is transferring the problem to us consumers and then we're the ones who you know feel badly about all this plastic packaging and they're often not doing anything sometimes they will package um, bananas in in like a styrofoam plate with with plastic wrapping over like three bananas um, it, it's useless it's unnecessary it's, it's for maybe their own efficiency they want to make sure those bananas are sold as you know, um, in, parts, in packs of trees. I don't know. They don't want people to touch the, the fruits, but it's 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 not necessary because bananas have their own packaging. Mm-hmm. You
0: know, like, mm-hmm.
1: like their nature made them uh, clean and easy to carry, and you know, like the the actual nutritious part is covered in the natural packaging. It's
0: it's really just um, it's uh, silly. <laughs>
1: It is silly. It's completely silly. Um, so, 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 these plastic attacks that have started just a few months ago are really aware, ra- raising awareness. And of course, like a grocery store, they sympathize. I mean, they might be a little upset to get all these plastic packaging, but they understand. They understand that maybe they went too far and that uh, they should think a little bit more before uh, packaging everything like they do and maybe choosing suppliers that. Have less packaging, so so so. I think I think right now, until grocery stores and manufacturers reduce the amount of plastic packaging, then it's up to us consumers to to be uh, really careful about what we choose, and also uh, try to shop at zero waste stores or bulk stores. Bring our own containers. Bring our bulk bags. Um, and then um, reduce the packaging that way. Um, so, so it's a little bit more effort. Mm-hmm. But uh, un- until there's more movement on the part of the, the retailers and the manufacturer, um, we kind of need to raise awareness that way.
0: Yeah. And just having conversations like this one that we're having. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. One thing I really have enjoyed about your book is your resource list. Um, it's yeah. such an awesome cheat sheet. So I was hoping you could tell my listeners a little bit about your um, resource list and your book and what it is.
1: For sure. Yeah. So our resource list is uh, basically all our favorite things, a list of our favorite things. It's... Um, It's the fruit of years and years of research, like 10, 12, 13 years of trying to find the best alternatives out there. It's the result of conversations with manufacturers. In some cases, we've raised um, awareness with the manufacturer about their packaging and they've changed it. and uh, have improved uh, their products, reduce the plastic part, or um, so. So, so this is a list of our favorite products. Um, it has uh, things like um, kitchen items, uh, uh, where to find um, alternative for coffee and tea products, uh, lunch containers, um, mattresses, how to find the best mattresses. Um,
0: I love the part of, I love that section about mattresses.
1: Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's, uh, we don't realize that we sleep on plastic. <laughs> right. Most of, the, most of the mattresses are made of plastic fibers. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah. So, so yeah, that resource list was, uh, was built over many years. And um, we're hoping that people will look at it and encourage all these uh, awesome companies that are really making a, an effort uh, to, to reduce the plastic.
0: Well, it's, it's one of my go-to places now uh, when I'm shopping for something. So I really do appreciate that. And I also appreciate your, your shop that you have online that um, is on your website that has shows. Um, it has all sorts of, re- I, some of the things are on your resource list, I think. Right. And yeah, um, So some of my favorite things are like the greens bag because I am, um, I I have to admit to my listeners, I'm sort of a germaphobe. So when the, with the whole, they usually have these mesh bags that they offer and yours is airy, but yours actually isn't quite mesh. So I feel so much better about putting my greens in that and then putting it on the conveyor belt because that was something that was sort of holding me back.
1: Right. I have to admit
0: to the world. So.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You want it to stay clean. (laughs) Makes sense.
0: So, uh, but they, so please check out their website because they have a great, a a lot of options that you can transfer over to um, instead of using plastic uh, one-time use items. And then in the book, you discuss Um, you talk about the filtered water, filtering water with charcoal sticks and that, what an easy and inexpensive way to get fresh, clean water. Can you tell my listeners a little bit about that? Because I just love that part.
1: Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, Charcoal is magical. It's um, um, when it's created, um, it's, so it's, it can be wood, bamboo uh, that is burnt at a certain temperature and um, um, so, so, so the ones who sell are pieces of wood that have been um, kiln dry like they, they've been heated at a really high temperature I'm not sure exactly what temperature it is but it's like the wood keeps its shape but it, it becomes very porous like all, like millions of minuscule little pores in the wood that actually absorb toxins. So, so when you put a piece of charcoal in your water, and if there's uh, chlorine in your water or lead or um, there's a number of toxins that it will will get absorbed by the um, uh, the, the charcoal itself. And um, and and in fact, um, a lot of people use retail uh, filter filters or, or just type of, of filter mm-hmm. which actually contains charcoal in the filter except that it's encased in a big plastic thing and the dispenser is a plastic um, container and so so it's like your water goes through all that plastic before it gets filtered when really all you need is the contact with the charcoal you don't need all that plastic so it's kind of it, it does the same thing but in a much more Ecological way and uh, much cleaner, and and what you can do also with your your charcoal after a month, um, you can um, of of regular use you can boil it and then you open the pores again and then you can reuse it for a little bit of time, so 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 you can give it a, a second life. So it's, it's a long lasting product. It's a great
0: product. And you guys sell those charcoals and water holding containers on your website. Um so I just want to let everyone know you can go on there and check it out. Um and you know, and another thing is when you start this journey, it can sort of feel overwhelming. So what can you tell my re- my listeners that are wanting to live the goal of a life free plastic but are feeling really overwhelmed?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I would say just start with Try to identify the habits, your habits that are that consume a lot of plastic. I know in my case, I really like my morning cup of coffee, so so I now I always bring my own mug at my coffee shop. Um, so you can start with just one habit uh, because those, those plastic, those um, uh, coffee mugs, like the disposable coffee mugs, they look like cardboard but they're not. Like, they do contain some cardboards, but they also contain a layer of plastic in them that makes them not recyclable. So a lot of people will put them in the recycling bin, recycling bin, but they, they won't actually get recycled. So those are pure waste. Um, so bringing your own mug uh, to your coffee shop, and you be surprised most coffee shops will give you a 10 cent rebate for bringing your own mug, uh, including Starbucks. So, um, so, 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 so this is just an, an idea of a small step that will save. If you have a coffee every single day, that's 355 coffee cups, uh, plastic coffee cups that will uh, be saved. So, um, so, if I would say, look at your habits, look at your lifestyle, and try to identify the, the plastic that you tend to use over and over, and maybe just acting on that one first. And then eventually, once that habit is integrated, then you can move on to the next one, the next one, the next one. But just starting, you know, small steps, that's probably the best way to not feel too overwhelmed.
0: And I totally agree, because really, I, I, when I first started, I was all gung-ho like I am with everything, and I, I became so overwhelmed. And then I just decided, you know what, we eat so much um, produce from the grocery store. If I could just start using reusable produce bags, that just makes me yeah. feel fabulous. And so that was, that's what our first step as a family. Um, and so just one step, it makes you feel so much better, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you can see, you can maybe encourage your family to, 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 to calculate how many bags you've saved, you know, at each grocery uh, trip that you've done, like now that you have these new new bags, and show your children, look, you know, how many we've saved that are not going to the environment. And because um, children, they watch us, they listen, and they're the ones who are going to continue what we've started and, and you know, in, in the future. And so, so, being a good example to them and changing this, you know, the, the habit one by one. Um, so will will make them realize that this is a problem that needs to be solved, and we do it for them because uh, by the time the the planet is choked with plastic, we might not be around anymore. They will have to deal with the problem, so it, it's good to it's involve the whole family in habit changing.
0: Yeah, I totally agree, and I think that you know the younger generation is who will have to you know if we can raise them already not using that much plastic and aware of the plastic problem, that would be huge. That would be tremendous for all of us. So bringing it into, you know, introducing it to our children and talking about it all the time. And I've just started saying, you know, like my daughter will say, well, because she used to just love getting balloons every time we went grocery shopping. Or I said, well, you know, those balloons, that ends up in the ocean and it doesn't biodegrade. And so, and then she's like, oh, well, what does biodegrade mean? I'm like, well, let's go study what biodegrade. So it's a, a great conversation. And these little minds just just can pick it up so quickly.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we have to introduce them to the issue as early as possible.
0: One thing I've really, really enjoyed in your book is that you guys talk about the ripple effect. Um, and I love it because we talk about the ripple effect all the time on this show. It's actually one of the uh, premises of the show is that what we think about and what we're focusing on is a ripple effect in our daily life. Can you tell my listeners a bit more about that in the life without plastic context?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. absolutely. Um as I said, at this point in time, um, it's, it's, it's a bit up to us to, to start making some changes. And we kind of need to raise awareness about the changes that need to be made. And um, there are some things that we do that, that are sometimes difficult to do. Like the first time, the, like now the habit of bringing your own bags is starting to be more established, but there were people who 10 years ago were refusing the plastic bag and bringing their own bag. And sometimes it would get a look from, from the cashier and, you know, ah, oh, you know, mm-hmm. another radical person bringing <laughs> their own bag, right? And um, but, but by doing that, there were people looking and thinking, oh, that makes sense. Why, why would we need a new bag every time? Why not just bring our own bags? And um, so that so that's what we mean by the ripple effect is that it's the, the influence you have on all the people around you that watch you. Like it might need a little bit of courage maybe to bring your own mug at the coffee, the coffee shop if nobody really does it. But you only need the first person to do it. And then that person inspires other people to do it. And then it becomes a habit. And then everybody brings their own mug. And then if you don't bring your own mug, then that's when you get the look instead of the other way around. So, so I think we have to be bold and maybe courageous at the beginning to show that this is you know, a, an important thing for you and that you know, this is a new habit that uh, you'd like to, 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 to bring forward to that store or that coffee shop. Um, but it, it, you know, it won't take long before people start adopting it. Um, people watch, children watch, like we said before. And so it's just important to, to be bold and be courageous and keep doing it. And then in a few years, we'll notice the big change, the improvements that,
0: that are happening. We will be the pioneers and yes. w- by being bold. And uh, just doing it and creating those endless ripples. So I'm really excited. I'm really excited to see where this movement goes because it it can go, only can go up, you know, with more education. And as people learn these things, you know, once you learn what plastic is doing, it's not a question. You immediately know that you have to decrease your plastic usage in your everyday life because you then recognize where it is and it's everywhere. Yeah. Um, so... I'm really excited about this. I'm really excited to share this with my listeners. Um, what is your website? So my listeners can visit your awesome store and buy your book.
1: Oh, thank you. Yes, absolutely. The website is uh triple life without plastic.com. Um, yeah, so, so, so we, we offer, um, all kinds of daily life products uh, for the kitchen, the bathroom, uh, takeout. Um so we have over 400 different products that are alternatives to plastic and um, we also have a newsletter that you can subscribe to which will give you all the new cool products that we we have found and that we are starting to offer on our website so and, and we also in our newsletter we talk about petition or action that people can take right now for um, uh, to to um, to, to encourage, uh, to, to you know, for for the sake of the cause, um, and um, yeah, and then the book, the book is called Life Without Plastic: The Practical Step-by-Step Guide to Avoiding Plastic to Keep Your Family and the Planet Healthy, and it's available wherever books are sold, so uh, online, and you, you can ask uh, your local library, and they'll have access to a catalog and can order it for you.
0: Oh so, yeah. Well, I certainly appreciate all the ripples of conservation and health that you are creating. And I just want to thank you so much for being with us here today.
1: Well, thanks to you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for
0: having this wonderful conversation. Thank what you. Thank you. I'm Teresa Gabriel, and you've been listening to The Good with Teresa G. You can follow The Good with Teresa G on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you haven't yet, go to the Apple Podcast and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another inspiring conversation. Thank you for listening.